Let's stand together if you would. Brother Andrew is going to come and speak for us today. Before we do, Brother Louie had handed me a note here requesting prayer from the McCoy family. Brother Gary McCoy has just, uh, just passed away. It's Brother Aaron's dad. He's been battling cancer for quite some time. Today must have been his going home day. I'm so glad that when death strikes, that we know that as children of God, Satan cannot take us when he wishes to. As a matter of fact, I told him the other day, I said, devil, I'm not sure exactly how it works with your kids, but I know when it comes to God's kids, you can't take them when you want to. They're here by the plan of God. We leave by the plan of God. Aren't you glad for that? Let's just pray for, pray for them right now before Brother Andrew comes. Lord Jesus, we ask you today, Father, that your grace would be with the McCoy family. I know our brother's been getting progressively worse, and this week especially turned, took a turn to the worse. But Father, we're so thankful that we know that we are brought on the earth by the will of God, and we will leave the same way. I just heard your prophet say it the other day that whenever God is finished with me in life, I'm finished with life. His brother Aaron told me this week that his daddy was saying he was just ready to go home. He didn't want to fight no more. Carol, I was talking about it last night. I told her, I said, it just seems like he's accepted that. It must be his time to go. But for those of us that are left behind, it's always those partings that bring such sadness. Lord, we pray that you would just help the family today. We pray not only for them, but Lord, we've got several in our assembly that's lost loved ones and different ones around the world this year. The holidays can be such a sad time for them. We pray that you would help them, Lord, during this time. In the name of Jesus. Now, as we approach your word, we're just looking for you to speak to us today. Bring us what we have need of, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. Let's sing together, Only Believe. I want to invite Brother Andrew to come. How many has a need today in your heart, in your life? Let's just believe the Lord to speak to us with all of our hearts. Only believe. All you have to do is only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only, now make it personal, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe.
Jesus is here. Oh, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. All things are possible for Jesus. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. All things are possible. Jesus is here. Amen. You believe that this morning? Amen. I, you may wonder, how do you know he's here? It's because you're here. Amen. He said, where two or three were gathered in his name, that he would come and be in the midst of them. And that's a promise this morning. Amen. If you can look around, there's more than two or three here this morning. But there's a house full of believers here today. And I was just hearing the prophet of God this week. He was saying, what is the living God? He said, it's the word made manifest in you. And I believe this morning, church, we are the living church of the living God. Amen. How many has a need upon your heart today? Something you desire the Lord to do for you. Let's just buy our hearts and approach him once again and ask the Lord to come and just speak to us this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered here this morning on this Sunday morning, Father, this Resurrection Sunday, Lord, to the world, it's another day in the week, Lord. It's another day to do, Lord, their daily activities and worldly entertainments and things. But Father, to the true believer, it's a day, Lord, to come into your house, Lord, Lord, to consecrate our minds and our spirits before you, Lord, to set ourselves aside, Father, and to, Lord, get ourselves into a position, Lord, to hear from you, Father, to shut out the voices of the world and let your voice come into our lives. And, Father, this morning as I stand here today, Lord, this congregation before me, Father, I have nothing to offer this people, Lord. Lord, no human ability of my own, Lord, but I know that if I can get myself out of the way and you can come into this building, and Lord, we invite you to be the speaker this morning. Lord, may you anoint me, Father. Help me to get myself out of the way, Lord. Anoint me to speak your word, but Lord, not only anoint me to speak, but Father, may you anoint your children to hear and to receive from you, Lord. And Lord, there's so many needs in the land today, Father, so many sicknesses and diseases. And Lord, as your prophet said, germ warfare, but Lord, Lord, we stand upon the infallible promise of your word that I'll never leave thee and I'll never forsake thee. And no matter how dark it gets, God, no matter how, Lord, confusing the times may come, your word will prevail as the truth. Lord, you see this prayer cloth that I hold in my hand today, Father. You see the need behind it, Lord. When it reaches its destination, Lord, we know it's not the cloth, Father. It's not the man, but it's the God, Lord, that goes upon it. And I pray that your spirit would anoint it, Father. And Lord, may you meet the need there, Lord, and bless your children here today, Father. We commit this service into thy hands for thy honor and glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers says, amen. amen and amen. God rich you, bless you this morning. If you have your Bibles while you're standing with us, we'll invite you in your scriptures to the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. And we want to look there in the 26th verse. 
And while you're turning there today, we want to greet you in the name of the Lord. We sure count it an honor and a privilege to be here with you all once again. And I appreciate, Brother Donnie, the invitation, opportunity to speak this morning to you. And just pray that something can be said to be a blessing to you. I also want to say, um, we're in town this weekend. Yesterday, my uh, grandmother turned 80 years old. So we sure want to say happy birthday to her. And we love and appreciate her this morning. And I know her heart is uh, full of joy today to be in the house of God. And uh, all of her kids and grandkids and uh, daughter-in-laws and families here this morning. I tell you, God's been good to our family. And we sure thank the Lord for that this morning. And just pray the Lord blessings be upon her. And want to greet you for our pastor as well, Brother Sean, and all the saints there at Faith Tabernacle this morning. Amen. We just want to look in the Word here for just a moment. First Samuel, the 17th chapter. Uh, this is the, the reading of how David accepts Goliath's challenge and slays Goliath. And I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to skip through a few verses here with you. But I want to look in the 26th verse of 1 Samuel 17. The Bible said that David spake to the men that stood by him saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? Now notice what David says, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Now, I personally believe right there that David has just discerned Goliath and said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Then you skip down to the 40th verse and David didn't just hear Goliath's boast, but in the 40th verse it says, he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistines. So now David's going into action based upon Goliath's boast. Come to the 49th verse, and it says, and David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and sling it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his head, the forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. I love this. And David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Amen. I want to look in one other place with you, the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. The book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. You love the Lord this morning. Yeah. Amen. Ephesians 6. Uh, you know very familiar scripture that this is the dressing of the Christian soldier with the supernatural armor. And in the sixth chapter, I want to look in the 13th verse of Ephesians 6. Amen. The Bible here, Paul writing says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand. Somebody say withstand that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, give up and throw up your hands and compromise and turn around and walk away. That's not what Paul said. We're not anointed to compromise. He said, having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Amen. We ask the Lord this morning to add the blessing to the reading of his word. As you can have your seats here this morning, uh, from those passages of scripture for just a few moments today, I want to speak to you here on a thought. If I would title it today, I want to speak to you on discern and withstand. 
discern and withstand. I know uh, this being the Sunday before Christmas, I know that maybe some would be expecting a Christmas sermon and I had one on my heart, but the Lord led me in a different direction. So I'll, I'll trust that it's the Lord and we'll follow him this morning. I know maybe a little odd subject to speak on Christmas, but I'm sure it was odd when Brother Brandon preached the world falling apart and called that his Christmas message. Amen. But, but this morning, I just want to speak to you on discern and withstand. And I've been listening to two tapes here recently, back to back. Brother Brandon preaches on discernment. He preaches discerning the body of the Lord, 1959. And in that tape, he'll say that the body of the Lord is the believers of God. He'll also speak a sermon called discernment of spirit. And in that message, discerning the body of the Lord, he says, now our eternal destination is not altogether determined by what we see and what we hear, but it's determined on what discernment that we have of what we see and what we hear. Isn't that a powerful statement? Our eternal destination is not altogether determined by what we see and what we hear, but it's determined by our discernment of what we have, of what we see and what we hear. Now, amen, I, I believe this morning that we should remember, amen, that we are called to discern spirits. We are called to try spirits. We are called to prove the spirits. And we remember uh, many times, I think, we think of how that a prophet of God had a gift of discernment. Maybe we leave it there that only Brother Branham had a gift of discernment. And I believe that he was a prophet to this age with the major gift of discernment to discern the secrets of the heart. But the prophet said every believer should have discernment of spirits. Now, I find that many times we forget what we should remember and we remember what we should forget. Like we forget the promises of God and we remember the problems. Amen. Or, or we, we, we remember the problems and forget the promises. But this morning, I want to say it like this. We all need reminders from time to time. That's why Jesus would say in John 14, 26, that the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, in the tape discernment of spirit, Brother Bram says, who did it? He said, Christ said the revelation of God, the Holy Spirit, would bring it to you a little while and I'll leave you, but I'll pray the Father and he'll send you the comforter and he will bring these things to your remembrance. Is that right? He said, that's what he's doing this morning. So when Brother Bram was preaching the message discernment of spirit it was not just a preacher taking a text and preaching a sermon it was actually the spirit of truth bringing to remembrance the church amen that we are to discern spirits he said and will what will show you things to come amen the holy spirit in the church in the last day now amen second peter 3 1 says the second epistle beloved i now write unto you to both which i stir up your minds your pure minds by the way of remembrance that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many believes that when the spirit of truth comes, he will stir up your minds by the way of remembrance. He will not, he will not add to or take away from the word. He will only stir up our minds to recognize, amen, what may be laying dormant in God's word. Now, amen, there's a very familiar quote that I know every one of us could quote this morning from the church age book. Brother 
Brother Bam opens that statement by saying, now remember this. Isn't that powerful? Now remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church and would defile it, making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, the attempted destruction of God's people, the discrediting of God's word right down to the time that he is cast into the lake of fire. He fights that. He cannot stand it for he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is, what she stands for, and that she can do the greater works, then she will be an invincible army, right? Now listen to this. If they get a true revelation of the two spirits, notice within the framework, amen, of the Christian church and by God's spirit, discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, then Satan will be powerless before her. Oh my church, Satan will be powerless before her. He will be as definitely thwarted today as when Christ withstood him, his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, amen, Satan hates revelation, but we love it. Amen, Satan hates revelation, but we love it. With the true revelation in our lives, then the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. Amen, but we will prevail over them. Now, amen, I want you to notice the prophet said in the last days there's going to be two spirits, not going to be on the outside of the church, but he said those two spirits will come in the church within the framework of the Christian church. Amen. And those spirits would be trying to take over the church. Amen. But there would be a people in the last days with the spirit of God. Amen. That would have a gift of discernment. Amen. By the baptism of the Holy Ghost that they would not just discern that the spirit was wrong. Amen. But they would withstand the spirit. Now, amen. I know we're living in a day and time of compromise where the devil, amen, is doing everything he can to get the church into a place where they just compromise because maybe it'll be a little bit easier to serve God within the framework of that system than to make a stand against it. And that's a, that's a lying devil that's come around the church that we need to compromise a little bit. Amen. But I'll tell you what he's doing. He's trying to get us to give up. Amen. Just a little bit of our standards and a little bit of our, of our belief and a little bit of our conviction. And before long, amen, we won't have no convictions. We won't have no standards. We won't have no liberty. Amen. But there is a bride here this morning, amen, that is not laying down to the devil. She's not backing up to the devil, but by the baptism of the Holy Ghost in her soul, she can discern that devil. And she's not just discerning it and saying it's wrong. Amen. But there is a strength that has come to the church. Amen. To withstand that devil. Listen, friends. Amen. The prophet said this thought must be impressed on our hearts that the seven church ages started out with the Antichrist spirit as well as the Holy Spirit who is blessed forever. Amen. Do you realize, amen, that when the Antichrist come, the spirit of Christ come. Amen. The prophet said when Judas manifested, Jesus was manifested. He said when Judas died, amen, Jesus died. See, amen, at the same time, the two spirits are coming in, which is making it a dark day, making it a dismal day where Jesus would say in the end time, again, the two spirits would be real close together again. Listen to this. Amen. The two spirits would be real close together again. Can I say it like this? Like it was in the Garden of Eden between the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Is that right? Now notice it will be closer than that was. Amen. The battle you're facing today will be closer than the battle that Eve faced.
placed in the garden between the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Amen. This is the end time. Oh, children, God have mercy upon us. Amen. It'll be so close to deceive the very elect. Amen. Now, how did we tell it in them days? How are you going to tell it today? Amen. The same way, stay with the word. Amen. Amen. How are you going to discern and withstand back there? Amen. Is the way you're going to discern and withstand here today. Amen. Is stay with the word. The prophet said, listen to my voice. What I'm telling you, if he takes me before his coming, just remember, amen, I've spoke to you in the name of the Lord by the word of the Lord. Amen. Then that tells me this message is more than the ideas of a man. It is more than the doctrines of a church. It is more than the ideas of a system. It is the vindicated, amen, authoritative word of almighty God that is coming to the church of God to discern the spirits and to withstand them. Amen. I'm laying a foundation if that's okay. In the God of this evil age, he said there's two spirits. One of them is God's Holy Spirit and the other one is the devil's spirit working in deception and the people of the earth are now making their choice. He said the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. Calling out a bride for Christ. He is doing it. Amen. By vindicating his word of promise to her for this age showing that it is Christ. Amen. If it is a finger that's supposed to move, the finger will move. If it is a foot that is supposed to move, the foot will move. If it is an eye, the eye will see. He said the spirit of God as it's grown into the full stature of God is the age we're now living in. The Holy Spirit is here vindicating, amen, the message of the hour. I'm not here vindicating the message. No other preacher is here vindicating this message, amen, but the one who sent the message is the one who backs the message, is the one who's in the church this morning vindicating the message, amen, the Holy Spirit is doing this, amen, so that the people will believe God and be called out of this chaos, amen, amen, I don't know if you recognize it or not, but Laodicea is full of chaos, amen, governments are full of chaos, religion is full of chaos, the world, amen, is, is groping in darkness and total insanity, amen, but there is a bride on the earth this morning who is not deceived, she is not in confusion, she is not wandering around the mountain looking for direction, amen, but there has been a pillar of fire has come to the church with a word of direction to lead us, amen, out of the confusion, listen, amen, thank God this morning there's not one question to a real believer on how to baptize a sinner, amen, thank God this morning there's not one question on how a man should dress and a woman should dress, amen, if there's any question it's because the spirit of deception has come into your heart, amen, but is there any believers here this morning that says I will not bow a knee, amen, to that antichrist spirit, I was not anointed to worship the antichrist, I was anointed to worship the spirit of the living God and for him I will stand and for him I will fight my convictions aren't coming from a man my convictions aren't coming from a church our convictions are coming from almighty God therefore we should make a stand and not back off of those convictions amen but make a stand upon those convictions the prophet said the devil's unholy spirit is here calling his church by air as usual the devil always calls people by air amen but by perversion of the word of God like he did at the beginning see coming right back to that seed time again amen from Eden here it is now amen how many will agree we're living in the end time 
We're living in the last days. Paul would write to Timothy and say in 2 Timothy 3, 1, amen, this know also that in the last days, Brother Bram stops and knowing one's at the end time and says, I want you to underline that. Amen, last days. He said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. He said, see, we're in it right now. Now, Brother Rob, why did he have us to underline those two words, last days? Because that is God's prophetic calendar of when all these things are going to take place is in the last days. The prophet prophesied about it. He said, I don't think it's going to be a missile warfare. I think it'll be a spiritual warfare. He said, they'll come in and just take the nation over and put them to sleep till they get in and get a hold. But if they get a hold here and take the United States, amen, then Canada will be a small thing for them. There is only one hope left, amen, and that is Christ. Amen, whether you recognize it or not, the devil is in control of politics. He's in control of governments. He's in control of religions. Amen. The, the devil has deceived everything. Well, can I preach this morning? He's deceived it so bad that boys don't even know if they're boys no more. And girls don't even know if they're girls no more. Amen. And, and, and I just might as well say it. We got, we got preachers that don't even know if they're preachers anymore. Amen. They, they've laid a sword down and taken on a penny waste idea about the gospel. Amen. But God is looking for somebody. Amen. To come back to the landmark of the message of the hour and make a stand for truth. Make a stand for righteousness. Make a stand for godliness. Amen. If there's any question this morning, I stand for Jesus Christ. I stand for holiness. I stand for righteousness. I stand for purity. I stand for the baptism of the Holy Ghost coming in the church and changing lives. I stand for clean living. I stand for the manifestation of the power of God. I'm not backing up or turning around. I stand on this message and there ain't enough devils of hell and spirits of error. Amen. To turn the believers around. We're not here guessing who we are. We know who we are. We know where we stand. We know what we believe. He may have deceived America, but he will not deceive this bride. She is an undeceivable bride by the knowledge of the revelation of Jesus Christ and no devil. No devil will prevail over this church because the message has uncovered him and we now know his devices. We now know his tricks. It's no question this morning where we stand. We stand for Jesus Christ. I know it may be simple, but I think it's time, amen, to remind ourselves we stand for clean living. We stand for standards. We stand for holiness. We stand for everything a prophet stood for. The bride of Jesus Christ stands for it. Not apologizing for that. Not backing off of that. It's who we are. Amen, the battle's at hand. What are you going to do, become a coward or become a soldier? The prophet of God said that there was a man. Oh, I love this. Came to Irenaeus or Martin one time. Amen. Had a gold crown on his head and a white robe on and his shoes was inlet. Amen. The prophet said that that, that angel, whatever it was, said, said, now listen. Said, I'm Christ. Confess me. He said the saint wouldn't do it. He said the real prophet of God stood there and waited and said, watch. And hear that thing said again, I'm the Christ. Confess me. He said, our Christ don't come like that. <laughs> I'm going to 
come on church our Christ don't come like that he said now that's right you've got to know the word and stay on the word and see the great battle is at hand we've played church for years but the hours come that when Janice and Chambers will withstand Moses amen the denominational church will move right in denomination and go on the way it goes but I mean the real true believer I mean the real true believer is coming to the battlefield and you'd better be versed to know what you're doing or you could take an evil spirit so easy and not know it amen if you don't know who you are if you don't know what you believe if your convictions don't go beyond shouting and go beyond dancing and go beyond emotional experience if your convictions are not a revelation in the first devil that rears its head will back you up in a corner somewhere but there is a bride here this morning who is not being led by emotion she is not being led by sensation we're not a bunch of camp meeting Christians we don't just shout in conventions we shout on Wednesday night we shout on Sunday morning this ain't a, this ain't a religion this is a conviction that's coming from a revelation Oh, don't forget who you are. Amen. Don't forget who God called you to be. Amen. I know some people, only time they get excited is at special meetings. And I'll tell you why that is. It's because they've never met a God. It could give them an experience when they're in the valley or when they're on the mountaintop or when the bills are paid or the sickness is in the home. It don't matter to a real Christian. When you know who you are, the sunny skies are no sign of God's approval and the cloudy skies are no sign of God's disapproval. His approval is in his love and it's elective love listen all hell might be against us this morning but with this message we will prevail over all hell the demon powers of Laodicea may be pushing on you like the passions of the world but if you've got the seed of God in your soul there is something in you to withstand the devil oh the prophet said you better be versed you better be versed. You better know where you're standing or you could take an evil spirit so easy and not even know it. If it's contrary to the word, don't believe it. Well, we just shot that devil square in the face, didn't we? If it's contrary to the word, then don't believe it. You stay with the word. What did Jesus say? He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me brother Emma said what is his voice his voice is his word feast of the trumpets then how will people that's believing him know it unless they're constantly in the word to know what he is Daniel said the wise shall know but the foolish the unwise wouldn't know amen but they shall know their God now how he shall appear in the last days is to bring the people back to the word so that the bride will know her husband, her mate, the revealed word. Amen. How are you going to withstand the devils of Laodicea? It's by the word. How are you going to withstand the doctrines of devils? It's by the word. How are you going to withstand opinions around this message and have no conviction in scripture or the quotes? It's by the word. The prophet said that's what has to happen. It wasn't the reformer. Scripture says it wasn't. Amen. But it will come. That's his promise for this age. We're living in the age that his coming will be in then she must be identified in him any woman must be identified with her husband and Christ's bride has to be has to be identified with him the two are one and he is the word not the denomination Christ is the word not the denomination amen can I take it a step further and say Christ is the word not our petty doctrines 
Christ is the word, not our feelings and emotions. Christ is the word, not our sensations or our impressions. Amen. Christ is the word. Then a prophet left you with a quote like this. The word of God will defeat the devil anywhere, anytime, any place, under any condition. The word made flesh is the light of the age when you see it. Isn't that powerful? The word made flesh is the light of the age when you see it. Then when you see Malachi 4, that scripture has become light to you in darkness. When you see Revelation 10, that scripture has become light to you in darkness. When you see Luke 17, 30, that scripture has become light to you in the middle of darkness. Amen. It's amazing that the book of Revelation would go amen to the link to show us amen the prophet would even tell us how the antichrist spirit amen would come into the church amen would defile it amen making it lukewarm amen formal and powerless watch his order of events he'll come in the church nobody will discern him nobody will withstand him then he'll come in and defile it and when he defiles it then he'll make it lukewarm amen when he makes it lukewarm then he'll make it formal so it's so it's it's now Pentecostal to shout it, it's now you're emotional to get excited when you hear the word amen see it's a formal devil and I, we call it whatever we want to but I'm going to call it what a prophet called it it's an antichrist spirit that come from the pits of hell that come in the church to defile it amen to make it lukewarm to make it formal brother Tony and before long it'll be powerless that's why the devil's wreaking havoc in homes that's why the devil's wreaking havoc over our young people it's because we've let the word amen become a bunch of arguments and debates and fusses in fact, amen, but this morning church, amen, as the son of man was lifted, amen, so much the inside must be lifted again, and as long as I've got breath in my body this morning, I want to lift up the inside, I want to lift up the message of the hour, amen, to let you know that the word is the truth. That devil's not going to come in our church. He's not going to come in our homes. Come on, church. Amen. This ain't, a, this ain't a playground. This is spiritual warfare. We need some warriors. We need more than just preachers deserting this devil. We need young ladies deserving it. Deserting. We need young men deserting and withstanding this devil to uphold the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look what John said. He said, little children, it is the last time. As ye have heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know it is the last time. The prophet said in the seal of the Antichrist, he said the churches are cooling off. Amen. The churches are getting worse and worse all the time. More preaching is being done than ever in the world and less practice has ever been done in the world. Think about that. Amen. We got more <laughs> Brother Don, can I take my liberty? We got more youth camps than we've ever had in this message and we got high heel shoes coming back on girls. We got painted faces coming back we got more youth camps and boys running around in shorts. Well, come on, church. Amen. Men running around in skinny jeans. Amen. I know this may not be popular. Amen. But I'm not a hireling. I'm called to preach the word. And I'll take a sword to that devil. It ain't coming in the church. It ain't coming in our homes. Somebody's going to withstand it. If it hair lips every devil, somebody is going to stand for holiness. Somebody's going to stand for righteousness. Somebody's going to stand. There's going to be somebody let the world know we are not a lay of sin. Lukewarm. Amen. Sin, love, and church. Come on, church. Have we forgot the Bible says ye must be separated, saith the Lord. Come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. That's still in the message. Then this message come to separate us. Oh, glory to God. We shouldn't be 
looking like the world. We shouldn't be talking like the world. We shouldn't be acting like the world. Well, I know it ain't popular no more, but it's the truth anyhow, ain't it? It's an antichrist spirit to come in and let a man of God take a good hot sermon on holiness and they walk out and say he ain't got no love. Let a man of God preach on standards and they say he's not deep. Let a man of God go right where you live and they leave and say, well, he didn't have nothing to say. He had a lot to say, but that old antichrist spirit that's attached itself to you didn't want to hear what he had to say. But let me remind you, before that antichrist spirit ever attached itself to your life, you was anointed with the gene seed of God to withstand that antichrist in the last days by God's spirit. Well, Andrew, I don't think it's that serious. Well, the prophet did. He said, friends, we're at a turning time. He said, this is the age of turning time. It's a time when men will either come in the kingdom of God or be sealed out of the kingdom of God. Amen. The prophet said, I believe we're taught that if a man receives a seal or his mark or the letter of his name is doomed, is sealed out of the kingdom of God. And just, oh God, and just as sure as you can be sealed out, amen, with one, you can be sealed in with another. Oh, to God as sure as somebody can cross the line amen between mercy and judgment never to return to mercy again brother Paul there is a people on the face of the earth that can cross the line into the grace of God where they'll never return to the ungodliness again now what did Paul say Paul said grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are what sealed until the day of redemption how many knows brother Bram said the Holy Ghost is the seal you are sealed until the day of your redemption when you look at that word sealed in the Hebrew it means to place beyond doubt then when you become sealed with the Holy Ghost it places you beyond the regions of doubt it places you beyond the realms of reasoning when you hear God's word you receive God's word and you become God's word and the prophet said a true believer is only as strong and healthy as they're believing and a pure adherence to the word now how many knows that we're not we're not horse and buggy drivers this morning we're not car drivers we're, we're not even airplane drivers the prophet of God in the countdown said we are astronauts he said see this ministry of astronauts amen so does the spiritual astronaut go beyond the clouds and beyond the creeds and beyond the doubts amen out into outer space out beyond all unbelief outer space where he don't hear the chatter amen well you can't do it nobody will cooperate with you you can't do this you can't do that he doesn't even notice it for he's an astronaut he goes on beyond the storm that's right amen a real astronaut of faith today they say well the doctor said so and so amen that might be all right but an astronaut don't believe it when it's wrote here he's got it in his heart and something tells him he just propels right on out goes right on out into space because we're living in an astronaut age where all things are possible them that believe he has as a guide which is his word and that tells him how to go the word is the guide to the astronaut then this morning church if you're being led by your feelings you better throw them aside if you're being led by your reasonings you better throw them aside if you're being led by men's ideas you better throw it aside this morning because them things don't have the power amen to lift you out of gravity into outer space come on church the prophet said enough of this earthbound chatter chatter it's time somebody Amen. Raise up under the radar of the Holy Ghost, the Word, and break out into another realm where they're not hearing what man said. They don't care what somebody says. They're being led by the Word. 
break out into a realm this morning. Well, we might as well, Sister Janet. Amen. Break out into a realm beyond this chatter chat. The prophet of God said it like this. He said, beyond this going to the graveyard and crying a few tears. He said, into the power of the resurrection where if you lay him in the graveyard, you didn't lay a horse and buggy driver down. You laid an astronaut down. And as it went down, his hallow come up. Oh God, are y'all hearing me? Amen, amen. let me say it like to you this. If you tell your kids in the morning, we're gonna take you to Disney World and they lay down and go to sleep. Amen, you may hope that the sleep changes their mind, but if that was a real expectation in their heart, when they wake up, the first thing they're gonna say is what they went to sleep believing you was gonna fulfill to them. And if a believer goes by the way of the grave, amen, they didn't die in doubt. They didn't die in unbelief. Amen, but they died with their hands raised and said, God is my redeemer. Amen. Destroy this body, but he'll raise it again. I say this morning, church, there's some people in here today, amen, that's more than humans. There are some manifested deified folks that are walking in shoe leather this morning by the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. We've gone beyond all these reasonings. We broke into a realm where we're being led by the word and the word alone. Oh, God, help us this morning. Break into that realm where the word is your influence. What did Peter say concerning you? He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, somebody say, hath begotten us hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away that is reserved in heaven for you. Listen friends, I'm talking about you this morning. He said who are kept. Listen friends who are kept. Somebody shout back kept. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Then in the last days the Antichrist spirit will come into the church making it lukewarm and formal and defiling and make it powerless and dead. But there will be a seed, a remnant of God that will be left in the church that will not be swept away by everything of Laodicea. But they will be kept by the power of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh God, I'm about to shout my way out of here this morning. We ain't a bunch of church members on the hillside. We are the preserved. Amen. Force of the living God. No wonder he sent you an invincible army. You've been equipped with the most powerful revelation that has ever hit the face of the earth. Let's just go ahead and tell that devil, invincible army ain't coming. Invincible army's here this morning. Come on, somebody, amen, put your name there. The invincible army is not on their way. The invincible army is here this morning. How can you say that? Because a prophet said, amen, she will be an invincible army when she receives the true revelation. Amen, then what made you an invincible army? Wasn't the church you went to? Wasn't the family you was born out of? It was the revelation you received in the age you were living in. The prophets in the Laodicean church age. Amen. Before we close this section on the Laodicean messenger, we must consider two thoughts. Amen. First, there will have to be one prophet messenger. Revelation 10, 7, when he singular shall begin to sound. He gave Enoch alone. He gave Noah alone. He gave Moses alone. Had the word, though others prophesied. John the Baptist came alone. Now in the last days, there is going to be a prophet, not a prophetess, though in this age there are more women. Per- he said it, so I might as well say it. 
There's more women purporting God to give God's revelation than men. And the infallible word says that he, the true prophet, will reveal the mysteries to the end time people. Amen. And turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers. Brother Abraham said Malachi 4 will turn our hearts back. He said now they deny that, but they cannot withstand that. They deny that, but they cannot withstand it. Amen. They walk away from it and say the message is falling apart, but there's more people getting the revelation than ever before. You say, Brother Andrew, how can you say that? Because this is not a man's message. This is the king's message. This is a message coming to an end time people who will be a possessor of the gene seed that will have eyes to see the revelation when it's made known in the age they're living in. Oh, friends, this morning, amen, let's just go ahead and say it. Amen. The book is open. Revelation 5, the book was closed. Revelation 10, the book is open. The prophet said the seventh angel message. Amen. The will reveal the great mystery of the book. Then Happy Valley is a church of the book. Come on, church. Donnie Reagan is a pastor of the book. Amen. Every young person here that is possessing their inheritance in the promised land is a, is a, amen, is a church of the book, is a believer of the book. Listen, without the book, when the book was closed, we had 900 different interpretations on one subject of salvation. But when the book come open, the absolute come into the church. And for the first time in 2,000 years, there's no longer a junction at the crossroads. There's no longer mass confusion. There is an end sign that has been lifted before this generation. Come on, Israel. You've come past this mountain long enough. It's time to turn ye northward. Let's go to victory. Let's go to the rapture. Let's go to glory. We've got direction, Brother Joel. Direction is not coming. Direction is here by the message of the hour. Brother Andrew, do you apologize? I refuse to apologize. This message is the only way into a rapture. I said it, I meant it, I stand behind it, and I represent it. And there ain't enough intellectual devils to back me off of the conviction that this message is your ticket in a rapture. Well, I... Well, I think we can just get in without the message. Amen. Then tell me how they got on the ark. You know how they got on the ark? Brother Paul, everything that got on the ark walked by Noah. Hello, somebody. Everything that got on the ark walked by Noah. And everything going in this rapture will walk by the words of a vindicated prophet. If it hair lips our favorite preacher, it makes no difference. If a prophet says, I'm on church. God's not looking for somebody to find a message. He's looking for somebody that'll believe the message he sent. He's looking for somebody that'll say it's an absolute. Somebody that'll say it's the power of rapturing faith to the church. Oh, this mystery of the book is revealed when the seals are broken. The prophet said, what is revelation? He said, it's something, amen, that is made known of something. The revelation is closed. It's closed until the last times. Now, how many knows that the end time does not change God? The end time spirit does not change God. The Bible says that God is the unchanging God. For I am the Lord. I change not. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's lift up that end sign this morning. He's the unchanging God with unchanging ways, with unchanging power. The prophet said it's the revelation that God never changes and that his ways are as unchangeable as he is. See, then everything changes except God and his word. 
Oh, I love that. He said, wait, now, now, now that must have been a big question, Brother Greg, because Brother Branham says it like this, a total sermon, does God change his mind about his word? He said, we really believe that God never changes his mind about what he said. And I say, amen. Amen, then I can say it this way, the works of God don't change. Jesus said, if I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe me not, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him. Now, Brother Bram said, Jesus was asked the question, what are the works of God? He said, see, truly I believe the works of God has many phases. I believe the church is the works of God. Missionary is the works of God. Evangelism is the work of God. But above all, soul saving is the works of God. Divine healing is the work of God. The gifts of the spirit is a works of God he said see now the works of God and the works of the devil must be revealed paraphrasing the works of God and the works of the devil must be revealed see then what are the works of God the Bible says in 1 John 3 8 he that committeth sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning amen for this purpose the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil amen then the works of God were manifested that it might destroy the works of the devil which is the works of sin look at what this word destroy means it means to loose it means to let go from bondage brother Bram said Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil what was he God's word which destroys the works of the hybrid the devil he was done to do that he was born to destroy the works of the devil amen now we'll all say amen right there that he was born to destroy the works of the devil but a prophet turns a corner and said now his body is to do the same his body is to do the same because the body the head and body is together a church of the word born of the word virgin born from the word not denominational now a virgin word born body amen the way the body operates amen is by the head then may I say this this morning may, may I submit to you from my heart that headship has come to the body we are not a headless church we are not a headless bride we are not a headless people headship has come to the church you say brother Andrew how did it come amen it came to the word amen a prophet come with three pulls what was that first pull it was healing what was the second pull prophesying amen what was that third pull it was the opening of the word the revealing of the mysteries is this okay then the message coming amen was more than just the healing of the sick it was more than just just the, just the laying on of hands for the healing of the sick is not the sign of the messiah amen but there was a sign of the messiah amen that was to come at the close of the age then I say it this way the son of man returns at the closing of the age at the changing of dispensation when the son of man is revealed see then when the son of man is revealed there will be a prophetic class of people an end time people who will have eyes to see the revelation of the son of man that's coming into the church and by that revelation they will discern and withstand the antichrist spirit amen and satan will go from being the most powerful force against them to laying powerless at their feet oh come on church amen there's a revelation that's written in the mysteries this morning the prophet said to the outside world they know nothing about it but you precious brethren and sisters you are not children of darkness you are the children of light amen then this morning oh god brother donnie why 900 denominations are sitting dead in confusion they're darkness there's no 
power to heal the sick. There's no power to overcome sin. It's at Lodge. It's a social gathering on the hillside in Carter County this morning. It's a group of believers, amen, that are not groping in darkness, but the evening light is beginning to shine. We can discern what is right. We can discern what is wrong. Come on, church. I resent that devil in the name of Jesus Christ. Darkness will not overtake light. We are the children of light. We will not back off the light. Matthew will not turn off the light. We are the children of light because there was a man who came down in this generation that could turn on the light. Oh God, somebody shout, God, turn on our lights. If your lights have gone out, turn the power back on. Well, I might as well preach that and I'm here. If your power's gone off, you can have the fanciest appliances in your house. Come on, church. You can have a $3,000 refrigerator that you can control with your cell phone. But if there ain't no power in that house, it's a tinkling cymbal and a sounding brass. Come on, somebody. You can have a million-dollar home. But if there's no power running into that home, it's another home with a bunch of fancy things. But if there's a power comes in that house, oh, God, the power will separate that house from every other house. And I say this morning, church, we are not a powerless bunch of Christians. We are the most powerful force of people. There shouldn't be one pornography devil having all overcoming our young people. There shouldn't be one lust devil overcoming our young people. There shouldn't be one devil about not believing this message overcoming our adults. We are the most powerful force of people by the message of the hour. Somebody raise up and slay this uncircumcised Philistine and go into your inheritance. It's been reserved to you. Somebody give him praise. You might as well. You got the power to praise him. You got the power to bless his name. We are not confused. We are not in darkness. We are not misguided. We have not been misled. We have heard a certain sound. It was the message of the hour. It said clean up the homes and apply the token of God. I'm not a crazy man. Heard Brother Bram say this morning, he said, I know you think I'm crazy. He said, but I know exactly where I'm at. I am a born-again believer in the Word of God. Amen. Brother Andrew, this is a busy age. You're exactly right. The seventh age is a busy age. The Bible says it like this. If I can put it in... Well, y'all know me. I was born and raised here. If I can put it in East Tennessee hick terms. The Satan was dreading the seventh age. Satan was dreading the seventh age and the seventh angel's message. Aren't you glad? The part of God said like this. He said he was dreading it, paraphrasing, because of the revelation that was coming. See, that's one thing the devil can't stop. The devil can stop your shout. He can stop our dance. He can stop our Jericho marches. Amen. But there's one thing he cannot stop. He cannot stop our revelation. When a revelation drops in your soul, Brother Tony, the weights of the world may be on your shoulders. You may not feel like crying. You may not feel like running. You may not feel like dancing. But when you hear the word, there's something connects with that revelation. And right there in the face of every devil in hell against you, there'll be an amen come out of your heart. There'll be a that ain't nothing but the truth. Come on, church. Amen. We are not here by emotions. We are here by revelation. 
Satan was dreading the time of the seventh age. Brother Keith, you know why he was dreading it? Because Daniel said, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. For many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Brother Bram said this in the sixfold purpose of Gabriel's, Gabriel's visitation to Daniel. He said the revelation of Jesus Christ and of his power and of his coming of the end time was sealed up to this time. I feel like dancing right there. His revelation was sealed up, amen, of his coming, of his power to the end time until this time, amen. But this vision has been sealed till right here now. <laughs> Brother Joel, this vision has been sealed till right here now. What did he do? Seal up the vision, the prophecy. Daniel had prophesied of these things. He saw it in vision. The angel come down to seal the vision, to seal the prophecy. They can read it, but they can't understand it till the end time see then this morning church what separates us from the world is we're not just reading the prophecy the blessing is not just coming from the reading of the prophecy the blessing is coming from the understanding of the prophecy that's been written amen now amen I don't mind I don't I don't want to slow down here and read to you too much but I do want to give you a quick Bible study if that's okay Daniel 12 and 4 said seal up the vision of the time of the end Daniel 12 and 5 then I Daniel looked and behold there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river, and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one man said, the man clothed in linen, which was up on the waters of the river, how long shall it be to the end of wonders? Verse 7, and I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, it shall be for time, times, and half a time. Brother Bam stops and says, now you watch, when we get in Daniel's 70 week, how that comes out. That's when the mystery is going to be revealed. When he remember said watch, he personal pronoun, the Antichrist shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. Remember said that's when he breaks that covenant in the middle of the week. All these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Daniel heard, but he understood not. And I said, oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end many shall be made purified and made white and tried but the wicked shall do wickedly and the none of the wicked shall understand but the wise shall understand and come on church amen there's denominations this morning and don't get mad at me but they're wicked denominations because they've manhandled God's word and brought a confusion upon the hearts of people boys don't understand how to be boys and girls don't understand the things of life well come on church amen but right here in the middle of it when the antichrist is riding the land there is a people who has been kept by the sealed vision that's been released in their age the prophet said the mystery of these things church the church world bats their eyes and says it's nonsense amen the mystery of the godhead amen being three persons but the person all these mysteries of god will be revealed because it's wrote in the book revealed at the end time are you ready for this no wonder they can't understand why you don't cluck up with them I'm on church no wonder they can't understand why you don't partake in their filthy parties no wonder they can't understand why that they, you both go to church on Sunday morning and you don't look like a street walker you look like a clean living example of a daughter of God it's because you're not a chicken that's under a spirit of confusion you are an eagle and it's heard an eagle scream from the voice of Revelation 10 and because somebody shout because there's a power 
There's a power and a vision behind it and a word of God that's been revealed to get the church in order for the rapture and the going home. Listen, friends, Matthew 13, 11 said the mysteries of the kingdom would be revealed, right? Brother Ram said, see, that ninth mystery is the mystery of iniquity. What is iniquity? Doing something wrong that you know you shouldn't do but you do it anyhow. The prophet said in that day, there will be an antichrist rise, but this prince that would stand up, amen, would cause the abomination to make desolation. That was Rome through Titus. This time it's a prince coming out of Rome, and he will be revealed in the last days, making himself God, as the Holy Ghost warns us in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 7. Have you got a few minutes for me to read you 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 7? Now I'm not going to read it to you by Adam Henry or Matthew Clark or them. I'm going to read it to you by William Branham. Is that okay? He said, for the mystery of iniquity with already work, deceivers. You see, deceiving the people off into something, only he which is God, who now letteth will let until he, the church, the Christ, be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed for the breaking of the seal at his time. Paul said, not in my time, but in the time when he'll be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him, brother says him, him, a man who is coming after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness deceiving people by unrighteousness in them that perish not this bride but in them that's looking for such a thing because here it is because they receive not a love for truth Brother Bram said, and Christ is the truth. Christ is the word, but they'd rather have a creed. He said, see, the love of truth that they might be saved. For this cause shall God send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. He said, it should be translated here as I looked in the lexicon, the lie, not a lie, the lie, the same lie that Eve was told by the serpent, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth. Amen, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Oh, but let's not leave it there. Let's not leave it there. Let's bring it to 1 John 4. Amen. We are of God and he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. If you're going to know the spirit of error, you've got to first know the spirit of truth. And what is the spirit of error? It is to be led out of the right way. Then this man that's coming upon the earth is going to deceive churches. It's going to deceive nations. It's going to deceive governments and going to lead people into the ways of tribulation. God, I hope this is okay. But right in the middle of all that, amen, there's going to be an evening time sound. There's going to be an evening time light that's going to catch the attention of the second Eve. And whereas the first Eve was deceived, amen, by believing a lie that was 99.99% the truth, there will be a bride in the last days who will never be deceived because she is the word. Oh, that ought to make, I heard probably say that neighbor that Donnie, he said, that ought to make the Methodists start shouting again. Are y'all hearing me? There is a bride on the earth this morning who will never be deceived because she is the word. Then what have we done? We have proved all things. We have believed the good things. But Remember said, see, the lamb has revealed it. Now watch this, Revelation 6, 1. I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard as it were the noise of thunder on the four beasts saying, come and see. If you ever want a good study, go to, go to Daniel 12, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 John 4, Revelation 6, and watch a prophet trouble the Antichrist all the way through the Bible. 
It's powerful. He sat on his hand, had a bow, and a crown was given him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now, if you read Matthew 24, you will read that there'll be wars and there'll be rumors of wars. The prophet of God said what happens is, he said there's two things happening. There's a seal and there's a trumpet. He said a trumpet denotes a political disturbance. He said when a trumpet sounded, there's a political disturbance, but when a seal is broken... Wake up, we're going to finish strong. When a seal is broken, he said it's a religious disturbance. Well, don't you see what this message did? It disturbed the pits of hell. It disturbed denominations. It disturbed governments. It disturbed the devil's plan. Come on, church. The devil had plans over your life, but this message canceled the devil's plan. Glory to God. The devil said you're going to be a good old boy. You're going to be a Baptist girl or a Pentecostal family. But this message said, no, sir. You're going to be a Messiah. You're going to be a manifested, adopted, Holy Ghost filled. Amen. Word believing child of the living God. Well, if you want me to quiet down, I'm sorry. I can't because I heard what the message said. The only thing the word will produce is a bunch of screaming, hollering, babbling, tongue talking. Acts 238. Come on, church. That revelation disturbed hell but it brought a power in the church this message has disturbed the devil's plans for your life the prophet said oh when a seal comes a message is dropped I love that when a seal comes a message is dropped it's a religious disturbance when a seal's open oh god Brother Donnie, was it a religious disturbance? Brother Ram preached Revelation 6. The mighty conqueror, the great mighty conqueror, what did he preach him as? Christ. Do you realize them great mighty conquerors' sermons never cost him one pulpit? Come on, church. Them tapes never cost him one pulpit when he was preaching Revelation 6, 1 as Christ. But when he went in his room and the pillar of fire met him and he said, I was about to write down that it was Christ and he touched me on the shoulder. Oh God, I'm about to put another door in this church. He touched me on the shoulder and he said, it's not Christ, it's the Antichrist. Brother Skip, I caught this yesterday in the first seal. He said, he said it like this. He said, how can he be the Antichrist when he, and holding the bow when he was standing there holding the book? Testing one, two, it's still working. How could he be the Antichrist riding, holding the bow when he's standing in heaven holding the book? Come on, church. You were not in the hands of the white horse rider. You was in the hands of God. Your name was in the Lamb's book of life from before the foundation of the world. But when he came to the pulpit and said, it's not Christ, it's the Antichrist. He said, these seals will cost me friends. It'll cost me pulpits. But you know what it did? It brought a power into the church of the living God to withstand every devil. Now, Brother Andrew, are you about done? Well, I'm getting there. Give me a few more minutes. This Antichrist, the prophet said, started his march in 1948. He said, now watch. He's not, he's not coming in as a religious guy. He's not, or he's coming in as a religious guy. He's not coming in as Russia. He's coming in as a smooth fella. Daniel 11, 21. In his state shall he stand up a vile person, Rome talking, to whom they shall not give the honor, the kingdom. Now watch. But he shall come in peaceably. Daniel said this Antichrist would do. Here it is. He will fit the people's place. Yes, he'll fit their menu for this day. For in this church age, they don't want the word.
Christ, they want church. He said, want to prove that? Ask them, are you a Christian? And the first thing they say is, I attend this denomination. See, what it is, it's a spirit of deception. It's an antichrist, which is an adversary of the Messiah. Let me say it like this, the Messiah's adversary, amen, is the Messiah's adversary. But Paul said in Revelation 2, 1, I'm turning the corner now. We've discerned who he is by the word. He's an antichrist. He changes three stages. He starts as a devil, comes as a false prophet, incarnates himself as a man. But then revealed that to us and showed us who it is. Amen. He discerned the antichrist spirit that was coming in the church in the last days, changing things and watering down things. Oh, but then Paul said, amen, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. But then said, see, he said that first church age, they begin to give way to a less watchful attitude. He said, so inoffensive to human reasoning where that little plan appeared to that new Eve, the new church, that she would again be deceived by Satan. The Ephesian age presented to her the opportunity for God's best and for a while she prevailed and then she relaxed and in that unguarded moment Satan planted the seed of the total ruination. But that's not speaking of you church. There's a scripture speaking of you. Amen. That thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. The prophet said Ephesians believed that God's people ought to be holy. Oh, mercy. And sin had entered into the church, but they were obedient to the words of Paul. And when he said, put away the wicked from amongst them, then they had come out of the world. Listen to this. They were a separated people. They had come out of the world, and now they were not going to let the world enter in among them. Oh, God. Is this okay? When them false apostles got up and said that was Brother Branham's opinion, there were some believers stood up and said that's not what the prophet said when there were some false apostles got up and said we don't need the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the church no more we've come to the word and the word alone there were some believers that stood up and said we come out of that nonsense and you ain't bringing that nonsense in the new land well let me say this friends we're in the final closing moments of this battle and there's more doctrines of devils there's more spirits raising their head can I take some liberty there's more spirits raising their heads than ever raised it before what we need in the pulpit is some John the Baptist with the Holy Ghost that'll preach the message of the hour and will clean the church out. Well, it might get tight here, but that's tight all right because we'll get right through it, okay? Amen. We need somebody to stand up and say, as for me and my house, as for me and my life, we're going to stay with what a prophet taught. If a prophet said we shouldn't go to the movie house, we ain't going to the movie house. If a prophet said we shouldn't wear this, we ain't wearing it. If a prophet said we shouldn't let televisions invade our homes, well, glory to God, it's the truth anyhow. Somebody going to stand up and drive that devil out of the house of God and make way for the liberty of God to fall in the church again. Well, Andrew, it's getting a little far. Well, it's getting a little far, okay? Let me say it like this. Amen, the devil's come in long enough. And I'm going to say it to you like this. I'm hurrying. If somebody don't stand up, if somebody don't withstand these twins, withstand these spirits, and discern these spirits, it won't be long till we won't have nothing to believe. We won't have nothing to preach. But Andrew, how can you stand there and be so bold? Because the supreme judge has come down. Revelation 10.1, the supreme judge come down. And in your church age book, Brother Emerson said he is, well, he is well qualified to be the judge. Listen, we're not judging things by Martin Luther's ideas. We're not judging things by Wesley's ideas. We are judging things by Christ the word. 
Brother Bram said, see, he's fully qualified to judge. Now, let me say it to you like this. When that word comes, when that word comes, it'll withstand every devil. It'll withstand every spirit. Brother Bram said, there'll be nothing able to withstand that word. Then let me say it like this. There'll be nothing able to withstand you because you are that word. Romans 16, 25, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. But now is made manifest, and by the scriptures, the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience to faith. The prophet said, What is it? It's not them people. It's the headship and the bodies become one. It's Christ in you. His name is Jesus, the anointed. The reason he's called Jesus, it's the anointed body of Christ, proving manifested God like the body did. Brother, Brother Donnie, I was out there the day we were somewhere, and I was standing there in line, and I was looking around, and I heard somebody down the down the down the aisle from here down where was at in that store and they said something like this they said we're christians we believe god and i looked over and they didn't look like christians they weren't talking like christians a few minutes ago i just heard him drop a few cuss words and same thing and i thought oh god that they're going by the same name and brother something began to stir in my heart something began to stir in my heart amen that could be you if not for the grace of God, you could be in that condition. That could be you. Amen. Amen. I, I've heard preachers on the radio, and I've honestly about pulled my truck over and wept because of the confusion they're preaching. And here I am, a 25-year-old boy, blessed by the message of the hour to preach the truth. Amen. It almost breaks my heart. Amen. But there's something beyond human ability. It's the seed of God. And when I begin to think about that, this quote come to my mind. Discern and withstand that antichrist spirit. That antichrist spirit is why they're in the condition they're in and then it began to turn in my heart brother Ben all hell is against this truth I said where is that coming from Lord I went to the table and you know when I found the prophet said all hell is against this truth he said what is that truth Christ in you the hope of glory what are you saying preacher I'm saying friends if we're ever going to withstand the antichrist spirit we're going to have to preach Christ and you know what Christ is Christ is the message let me say it like this, and I'm, I'm closing here. Never underestimate a spirit. When you get the first sighting of a spirit, never underestimate its power to deceive. Let me say it like this. No matter how innocent it looks, Oh, Brother Andrew, you run out of wind. No, I'm just kind of letting that settle for a second. No matter how innocent it looks, never underestimate the force of a spirit. But Brother Bram said when they went in and took the land, he said they were commanded to go in and destroy everything. Brother Bram said when they started walking through the land, I know I'm going a little bit long, but give me a little grace here. When they began to walk through the land, he said they looked up and there was a big Amalekite. He said they could easily draw their sword, cut the head of that Amalekite off and keep on walking. He said because it was a full grown Amalekite. He said but then they would go a little bit further and they would hear the cries of a baby Amalekite over in the corner and they would walk over there and say, oh no, it's it's a baby. We can't kill the baby. He said, but to the true warriors, Brother Louis, he heard Joshua's voice begin to sound to the army. It'll grow up and be like his father. 
It looked innocent right now, but if it's not discerned and withstood and overcome, it'll grow up and be like its father. Amen. Let me say this. When you discern a spirit and withstand that spirit, you are not discerning and withstanding the man. You are discerning the spirit that is motivating the man to destruction. Amen. You want an example of it? I found the other day. Remember the prophet of God had that doctrine get among the people. Amen. Now, now let me say it like this. There was a doctrine got among them called deity. They said Jesus Christ was Brother Branham. Brother Branham was Jesus Christ. They prayed in his name. They worshiped in his name. They were, they were baptized. They were doing all kinds of things. And Brother Branham discerned that spirit and said it's an antichrist spirit. He said, I'll quit this day and go back in the woods. He said, I'll meet God as a quitter before I meet him as an antichrist. Brother Branham discerned that spirit. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't desert it and walk away. He walked to a pulpit in 1960 and said there's a spirit that's got on precious people. He said trying to deceive them into believing I'm Jesus Christ. Well, you say, Brother Andrew, he shouldn't have done that. Amen. Let me say this. He was not a sugar-coated preacher. He was a John the Baptist preacher with a backbone to come out. Well, put your seatbelts on. We might, we might have thought we was going to end shouting. We're going to end maybe pout, but we'll get through it, okay? He had a backbone and he walked out there and he didn't sugarcoat that spirit. He said, if you've ever believed me, you believe me now. This is an error. It's falsely. Thus saith the Lord, it's wrong. Have nothing to do with it. I am your brother. There was people, no doubt, walked out there, Brother Donnie, and said, he's got the wrong spirit. He shouldn't have addressed that. Amen. But let me say this. He was a prophet of God with a vindicated eye to see the Antichrist spirit coming in the church. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Amen. I think it's time that we give the Holy Ghost liberty again to deal with spirits in our churches. Every Holy Ghost filled believer right there should have said amen. I think it's time we give the Holy Ghost liberty to deal with spirits in our churches. What are you saying? Well, Brother John said like this, there's a spirit in the last days to intimidate pastors. Whew. To intimidate pastors not to be pastors, not to shepherd their flocks. Do you realize that's the same intimidating spirit that gets on preachers to intimidate them not to say something about it? Now, I know, amen, I, oh God, I'm, I, you correct me when I'm gone, okay, if I'm wrong. Amen, but there's an idea, God, amongst us that a pastor can't address things no more. Well, he ain't got no right to address that because he's got knowledge of the situation. Now, let me just give you a simple illustration. If a spirit of gossip come in the church, which I know that never happened here, but if a spirit of gossip come in the church and Brother Donnie knew about it and he come to the pulpit to deal with it, there would be people walk out of the building and say he was in the flesh. He shouldn't have dealt with that. He shouldn't have discerned that. He, he was in the flesh. He was of the wrong spirit. We need somebody to come in with, without knowledge of the situation and deal with it. Let me say this. Amen. A man of God coming in the pulpit and preaching the word without knowledge of a situation doesn't make it more truthful or more spiritual. It only makes it more personable. When the pastor, oh God, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. When the pastor addressed the spirit of gossip, it was from the word. It was from the message. Yes, he had knowledge of it, but he was called the discerning withstanding because he knows if it comes in one inch, it'll take a foot. And before it'll take 10 feet and before it'll take the whole church, let me say this. We need some more John the Baptists that they can walk in his office and say, John, don't preach on marriage and divorce because Herod's here. And John walks right after and squared his shoulders 
back and looked that spirit right in the face and said it ain't lawful for you to have her. What are you saying? I'm saying we are anointed in closing not to bow our knee to these spirits. We are anointed to withstand them and drive them out of our homes, drive them out of our churches, drive them out of our Somebody withstand this Antichrist spirit. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying Paul wrote to Timothy and said, these things put them in remembrance. Charge them that they strive not about words to no profit, but to subvert them the hearers. Listen at this. You realize how Menius and Philetus got out teaching that there was no resurrection? And Paul, a man of God, walked out there and said, there's a spirit gotten amongst us today. Well, we don't want to say nothing about it. Because we might lose popularity. We don't want to call no names. We just want, we just want to let y'all know there's a little spirit roaming around the land today. And it's, it's teaching a little doctrine. It's, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's going to hurt or not. But we'll just wait and see if it hurts. Or we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just give a little time, you know. God bless you all. So glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Oh, that smiley face in Texas. That ain't a word prophet. <laughs> A word prophet walked right out there and said there's two men named Hymenius and Philetus is teaching the resurrection has already passed. He said it's a damnable doctrine and it's trying to overthrow the faith of others. Let me say this and I'm done. Amen. If a spirit comes in, it'll overtake, it'll overthrow, and it'll overrule. But there is a bride ministry in the last days when we see that spirit. We discern that spirit. Come on, church. I say thank God for men who will take the gloves off and will clean out the church house and say it may look innocent it may look okay but oh God well I might as well go we had a little innocent doctrine come around and we don't need preachers we just need tapes only and today we got pastors sitting amen with lockjaw and can't even preach because some spirit has overtaken but I say today in the name of the Lord raise up bride of Jesus Christ and discern this antichrist spirit it's not out there it's within the framework of this church we've had preachers take the third pull out of the church but somebody going to stand up and say you may take it out of your church but you ain't take it out of this church because we're a church of the book we're a word born church let us stand to our feet this morning slay that antichrist spirit it's riding through the land desert it and withstand it overcome it I know it ain't popping no more, but it's the truth anyhow. Who concerned, Brother Bram said like this, said Paul walked out there and said it this way, who concerning the truth have erred, saying the resurrection is past and overthrown the faith of some. You, Brother Donnie, I guarantee you there was people got mad at Paul that day and said, you know what, Paul, you shouldn't have said that. You should have left that alone. You just caused more trouble. Then two weeks later, they was in Paul's office because the doctrine of the resurrection already passed. It come in their family and their own kids wasn't believing in the resurrection. Well, I'm preaching anyhow. Friends, spirits don't stop. Brother Bram said they're within the framework of the Christian church. Intimidating. Don't say nothing about us. Some asked me the other day, they said, why, why, do you, why do you always take advantage to preach when you get invited to preach to young people? I said, well, I, I, I try to take every invitation I can to preach to young people because I like to tell them what Brother Bram said. 
I said, I, by, the way, by the way, I can tell they ain't hearing what he said. The brother looked at me and said, why do you say that? I said, because girls got makeup on their faces. <laughs> High heel shoes coming back in message churches. Skinny jeans on boys. Ungodly entertainment. Come on, friends. We're in the closing hours when there's more revelation coming. But it's the time the devil wants us to compromise and say we're more revelated than we've ever been. And by that, he'll come in and overthrow the church. But I want that devil to know I am not a part of that vision that was going down in destruction, Jordan. I'm a part of the ones that a prophet was saying, stay in line. Get back in line. Get back in line. Clean up your homes. Clean up the churches. Clean up the pulpit. Clean up the altars. Bring the fire of God back in the church. Somebody's going to stand for it. Spirits are motivated to overtake in order to overthrow the faith of believers. Brother Ben said, I'm saying it's unclean spirits. I learned this from my pastor. I learned this from my first pastor. Stand up and rest a minute and finish preaching a little bit. I love that technique. People stand up and they're ready to go. It's unclean spirits that are possessing people. Driving them right into it. Robert said, what's he do? Got preachers with a little political talk. He said, it's an indebtedment. I'm leaving you with these quotes. He said, if you don't stay under the blood... The kingdom of Satan will overtake you and carry you away. Another place, if you love sin and you don't want God, then the enemy is going to overtake you somewhere. He said, look at the maniac of Gadara. Did you ever see a man that had been stricken by an evil spirit like that? He said he was full of strength. Then I thought with a complete surrender to the devil, give a man maybe five times his strength, what would a complete surrender to God do to a man? What would it do to a cripple that's weak in body, can't walk or something? If we could just completely yield to the Holy Ghost, he would give us super strength to rise in the name, cause greater, oh God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He said the strength in God that's in you is greater than any affliction can come upon you. And there's nothing, hear me now, there's nothing can overtake you, can supersede you, because you are full of superpower. And that superpower is the Holy Spirit that dominates your life because you are a Christian. Friends, this message restored a backbone to the church. Brother Andrew, I don't know if this church is going to make it. I don't know if this bride is going to make it. I'll tell you what Jesus said with spiritual discernment. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, see, that was the revelation of the word of God. The spirit in Peter revealing by spiritual revelation. He was the son of God made manifest. The glory of God manifesting the glory of God. He said, you never learned it through the educational line. Hear my heart this morning. You never heard it through the denominational lines. They're fine. But people are laying too much to that than leaving the spiritual discernment. He said, when the, when he said, flesh and blood has not revealed it. Upon this rock I'll build my church. We'll never be able to prevail. Showed they would be against it, but never prevail. He says, what's the gates of hell against? It's against the spiritual revelation of Christ being here now. The same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what it's against. 
He said, Brother Andrew, why did you take David? Because the prophet of God said this way in the, in the adoption series, number two. He said, when the church tries the spirit, he said, and withstands the spirit, he said, then the church will begin to rise in the power of the Holy Ghost. He said like this, he said, then Philistines will begin to back up. He said, shorts will go off. Hair will come down. Cigars. Cigars will disappear. Think about that. When the church begins to discern and withstand these spirits, the strength of the revelation will cause the church to transform from what it is into what God saw it being. Friends, I know this message today has probably been a little bit chopped up and you forgive me. But it's, it's just burning in my heart today. Withstand these spirits. Don't bow your knee to them. There's antichrist throughout the land. But stand. Stand for this word. Brother, Brother Andrew, I don't have nothing to fight with. Yes, you do. The two-edged sword's not laying in a tomb in Jeffersonville this morning. It's in this building today. Brother Mac, Brother Bram said, I'll take that sword. And he said, I'll whack my way through every devil. He said, I'll cut through every unbelieving Philistine. And then he didn't walk off with that sword. He said, now come take the sword and fight your way to victory. You love him this morning? Let's bow our hearts together today. Brother Bram said, it's an evil day. It's an evil day. But you've been anointed. You've been dressed as a soldier to withstand in the evil day. He said that word, if you look at that word withstand, means to resist, to set oneself against, to oppose, to, to literally put oneself in a position to oppose. Paul said, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. When that sword of Christ comes down, the devil will never withstand that. Friends, never underestimate the power of a spirit. I know from the bottom of your heart this morning, from every heart that's represented here, I know there's people that can raise their hands and say, thank God for a pastor in this church that's withstood spirits for years. Maybe when he had to stand alone and deal with things. and Others said it's just an infancy, it's just innocent, it looks, it looks okay. You shouldn't be dealing with it, you should just leave it alone. But God said a pastor in this church it would take the gloves off because he was endued with spiritual discernment to say, church, that spirit's not just after me. It's not just after the, the preachers, it's after you. And there was people right here that picked up that sword and said, we'll stand with the word. Friends, you're not standing with the man today, you're standing with the word Christ. How many can say today, Lord, give me strength to withstand Give me strength to withstand in this evil day. Are there be any fathers here, any husbands here today who would say, oh God, give me the grace to withstand. Give me the strength to withstand these spirits trying to come in my home. Maybe, maybe your, your family wouldn't even understand why you're taking the stand you're taking. Maybe they wouldn't understand. Maybe, maybe a single mother here today having to take that stand. God bless your heart. Maybe the kids would understand why you're taking that stand but by spiritual discernment, you're seeing past 
You're seeing the intentions of that spirit. You're seeing, the, you're seeing the motivation of that spirit to overthrow the faith of the church or to overthrow the faith of your family. And you're withstanding that. I pray today, God, give us strength. There be young people here today say, Lord, give me strength in school. Give me, give me strength, Lord, beyond just going to youth camps and going to revival meetings and getting, getting emotional highs and then going back around my friends. Friends, you know the battle's not when you're at youth camp. The battle's not when you're in this atmosphere and the anointing's back in the word as strong as it has this morning. That's not the battle. The battle's when you go home. And that Philistine, the word discerned in your life has got to be dealt with. And you walk in there and look it square in the face. Now you're either going to draw the sword, David, or you're going to bow the knee to that Philistine. Is there any Davids here today? God bless you. God bless you there. God bless you. Hands going up all over the building. God bless you. There's some Davids here today. Heavenly Father, Lord, all across this building today, Lord, is believers. Lord, word-born believers, Father. Oh, God, people that have sold out everything to follow you, Jesus. Lord, as Peter that day stood there and you said, if a man will not forsake father and mother, let him deny himself and follow me. He's not worthy of the kingdom. And Lord, Peter not even realizing, and said, Lord, we've forsaken all to follow thee. Lord, this morning there's some believers here today, God. Lord, as I look across this congregation, Lord, Lord, as a young child being, being raised in this church and seeing believers, Lord, some of them this morning have already crossed on the other side, but Lord, looking around here and seeing, seeing believers that's left homes and left families and left good jobs, and Lord, they've moved all across the country, Father. Lord, they didn't move here for a man. They didn't move here for a ministry of a, of a man or a personality. They moved here because there was a word here. There was a, there was a Holy Ghost-filled ministry that was preaching the word, and Lord, as I look around this morning, these are people that the devil loves to target, Lord. Lord, they give up so much to start out with you. And then it gets a little pressure, Lord. And maybe, maybe they begin to compromise a little here. And the devil wants us to compromise a little bit here. But today, Father, I'm asking you, Lord, on this Sunday morning, Lord, on one of the final Sundays in the year of 2021, I'm asking you this morning, God, pass by our way here today, Lord. Lord, as your prophet stood and said that Antichrist spirit has rode right into the church, Lord. It's, it's rode through the governments and rode through the national affairs and rode right in the pulpit, Lord. And, and, and even around this message, that Antichrist spirit rode right around the ranks of this message. And preachers won't even address things no more. And, 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 and spirits trying to intimidate men of God. I pray today, God, that you would baptize every believer with a fire of God and a strength of God, Lord. Lord, may they see the revelation, Lord, as your, your prophet said, in that day, Lord, when, when, the, when the Trinity doctrine come in and he had that dream of that three-cornered club striking that woman, he said there was no power. Every time she would raise up to withstand it, they would knock her back down. He said, but then all of a sudden, faith muscles come upon me and I was able to walk over there and say, don't you strike her again. And he screamed out these beautiful words with the revelation of the Godhead returning to the church. The church can build and shrink again. And I think today, Father, with the revelation of the word that's been revealed in our age. May there come a strength in every young believer. May there come a strength in every family, oh God. May there come a strength in every ministry today. Lord, may there come a strength in this church like never before, Father. Lord, to withstand the spirits, oh God. Lord, may you raise up some warriors beside our pastor, Brother Donnie here, Lord. When he stands behind this pulpit and he discerns that spirit, Lord, and by the confidence of your word, he's saying get away from this spirit. It's trying to overthrow the faith of some. It's trying to subvert the faith of hearers. 
warriors. Oh God, may there be some, may there be some mighty Gentile warriors who will raise up beside him and say, Brother Donnie, we'll stand with the word. We'll stand with this word, oh God. May you raise up believers like that all across the world today, Father. As your prophet said, Bethlehem dwellers who will draw their swords and come fight to this line of unbelieving Philistines and bring the king of kings a fresh drink of that Pentecostal water. Lord, may you anoint these warriors today, Father. Lord, the pressure's on our young people, Lord, like never before to give in a little here and give in a little there and conform here and conform there. And, oh, God, before long they find themselves swept away in the world. I pray today, God, may the power of God move upon their hearts. If, if the word is discerned one little area, Lord, and they, they've moved that baby Amalekite aside and said we'll deal with it when we get older or we'll deal with it sometime down the road, may today be the day, Father, they deserve that thing by the word they try the spirit of that thing and they oppose that thing and they prevail over that thing by the revelation of Jesus Christ in them greater is he that is in them than he that is in the spirit against them bless thy children today oh God I pray in Jesus Christ's name in Jesus Christ's name oh can you raise your hands to him right now just bless his name for a minute Oh, can you just let him come by right now and refresh your strength? Refresh your strength this morning. Maybe some men of God here, ministers today, just let the Holy Ghost come by your way and let him refresh your zeal today. We need you more than we've ever needed men of God before to preach this word. Lord, if there's some young people here today, Lord, that's, that's, that's weighing in the balance, let the power of God come by. Let the power of God come by and understand that spirit in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, friends, let's just, let's just be astronauts this morning. Let's just be what we are right now. Let's just close our eyes and raise our hands. Let's just talk with our Lord for just a moment. The hour is late, friends. It's the last days. It's the end time. It's the time, it's lamp trimming time. It's, it's time to check up today. We've got the revelation. We know the revelation. Let the power of the revelation come in our lives to withstand the enemy. More than an intellectual conception, more than a head knowledge, but a revelation of Jesus Christ. He's here this morning. Just let him move for just a moment. There is none like you. I worship you, oh Prince of
Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Wasn't that absolutely wonderful? We've got a baptism today. They're coming. Prepare for that now. Amen. Oh, I believe when the Spirit of God directs the Word and it goes right to our hearts. Sometimes it's to speak to us of ongoing situations. Sometimes it's to forerun us of situations that we may face even tomorrow or by the end of the week. I don't know about you, whenever God anoints a man to speak, I want to listen to it. I want to take heed. You agree with that? I believe he's so mindful of us. This is so important. Why? That we need anointed servants of God that are still alive today, that are being led of the Holy Ghost. Oh, praise God. Let's just worship him together just a little bit. Let's just sing us something there while they're preparing for the baptism. How many can say you appreciate Brother Andrew being here today following the leading of the Lord? Praise the Lord. I have to say, I never thought that little boy that used to come up most of the time on this side right here, a little bitty old felon, come up for prayer for this and that and the other. You just never know what God will do with a person's life, do you? Isn't it awesome to see what the Lord can do? Praise the Lord. Giving Brother Andrew such a fine, fine ministry, a wonderful wife to stand with him and a real understanding of the word and a real desire to see the gospel proclaimed. I'm glad. He's 25, I'm 65. But if the Lord tarries, it won't be too many more years, I won't be able to preach. So thank God for young men that are taking this message. Not only just repeating the quotes, but have the same spirit that the messenger had. God bless you. So let the storms raise Praise God. Yes, Lord. Amen.
universe together. I feel the touch. I feel the touch of so, so kind and tender. Sometimes painful, but I'll have no fear, for my Jesus walks beside me. Praise God. Oh, I'm sheltered in the arms of God. Everybody together now. Ezra, 
and according to the commission into work, I'll baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. With all the festivities and all the things that goes on around this time of the year, remember, the Lord Jesus is still looking for mangers that he can be able to get into. I hope you and I have given him the manger of our hearts. With all that goes on, all the spending, all this, that, and the other, the commercialization of it, let us not, let us not be so caught up in such that we don't remember and have such a grateful attitude and heart to know. The reason we're here today is because he came down. And because he came down, we can go up. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. We're grateful that our relationship with you does not just roll around the week before Christmas and then we revert back to being wicked, evil people the rest of the year. Lord, we know you wasn't born this time of the year anyway, but we're so thankful to know that you came. That's the important thing to us. And we believe we are the reason that you did come. Thank you for the opportunity of us being gathered together today. Thank you for Brother Andrew following the leadership of the Spirit of God. Make us sensitive, Lord, to our living. Make us aware of these spirits that are constantly contemplating our lives trying to gain entrance into our homes our lives our churches help us as your people father that we can stand for you in this day we will be misunderstood we will be hated we will be despised but yet lord we know that's part of the cost of being your disciples and we are so grateful that you have allowed us to be called to be your people go with us now lord we pray Bring us back at the appointed time. Bless the visitors that have been with us in the gates today, Lord. Pray that you'd strengthen Brother Andrew's body. Continue to bless him. Use him, Lord, as he goes about proclaiming this great truth at the end time. Go with us now, we pray, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you, saints. See you again Wednesday night. Come expecting the Lord to move. God bless you, sisters. Appreciate having y'all with us today. God bless y'all. Any other visitors that are here? We have some folks that are here from Kentucky. They're not really visitors since this is their home, and then they're just kind of going back and forth between the two. So we love y'all. Any others? May God bless you. Go in the fear of the Lord. Love you with all of our hearts. Let your word be born in the manger of my heart. Let it live in me, let it strive in this house made of clay. May you mold it every day. Let your word be born in the manger of my heart. Let your word be born in the manger of my heart. Let it live in me. 
let his tribe live inside this house of clay and mold it every day let your word be born in the manger of my heart this tiny simple stable all be turning one hardly a place for a king to be born he didn't choose some place special the real his majesty so i know if i give him control he'll mold it every day my heart let it live in me let it start live inside this house of play and mold it every day let your word be born in the manger of my heart let your 